I am Kendall. And I am Bree. And this is When the Light Goes Out. everyone welcome back to another week of when the light goes out and i'm very um happy that we're recording on a on wednesday. a on a wednesday <laughs> in the middle of the day the like this on, on a wednesday, wednesday. this is our first what record on a wednesday we never recorded on a wednesday before but i'm i'm digging it i'm Here loving it i'm loving it we're not doing it at like oh, i chipped my nail Girl, anyway, those nails are so pretty too. What the hell? I no. just got them done. <laughs> I see it too. Anyway, and it's literally like gel. Like, how the fuck did it chip? Anyway, they're so cute though. Thank you. You got those. You got those. Uh, claws. Those claws. This Catwoman claws. We love it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um. So everyone, I hope you've you've had a great week. Um, I know it's and uh, we're recording this again on a Wednesday, so don't know what the rest of the week looks like yet. But I do know the half of the week has been a lot so far for a lot of people, and um, of course, you know, violence and terrible tragedy strikes every day. But sometimes you realize that you know these things happen even in the closest of proximity, which is just. Okay, I'm sorry. Boo ruined my moment in the background. She really just ran around. Maybe you didn't hear that. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, but yeah, so uh, things happen in the world all the time. We know this. It's it's not new. But yeah, again, some things happen a little closer to us than we realize. And it just really strikes a vein. And specifically, um, just in the world of true crime, um, here in Michigan, unfortunately, I want to say it was on two. Sorry, Monday on Monday night, um, there was a gunman who had killed three Michigan State University students and left five others in critical condition. Um, and he had plans apparently to target two schools um, in New Jersey as well, which is kind of crazy. The shooter's name was Anthony McRae. He was 43 years old, and um, I guess he had lived in the area of Lansing, which is where the school is, University of Mich- sorry, uh, Michigan State University. And yeah, so he opened fire on Monday evening on two parts of the campus, and he was later found dead. So this asshole, of course, like many, had shot himself. He had self-inflicted gun wounds or gunshot wounds when they found him. And it's just terrible, terrible to think about. It's been sitting on my mind for the last couple of days now. It's I was watching the the news feed when it all went down, and it was just truly terrifying because so many people have loved ones there. Many people have loved ones at any school, especially with the Idaho like killings and with with all the killings that happen at these schools. It's just so tragic to listen to. Um, and the victims, the victims' names were one was Ariel Anderson. Um, she graduated in 2021 from Gross Point North High School, as well as um, the second victim, who was Brian Frazier. Again, he had graduated just in 2021. Um, and then the third uh, victim was Alexandria Werner. So Alexandria, she went to Clawson High School. I think she had just graduated actually last year, um, just literally not even a year ago. And unfortunately, had lost her life. These kids, not saying anybody should lose their lives, but they were only going to school. Like, they just went to school one day. They're in class or whatever. And this gunman out of nowhere just comes out and just kills these these innocent these innocent um, students. It was literally so surreal in the most terrifying way because... Um, at my day job when I'm not doing this, yeah. <laughs> um, I work with a lot of high school students and college students, and I actually do have four college students that go to Michigan State, and I was in contact with one of them the entire time, and it was so terrifying yeah. to live it through her. Yeah, no, I, wow. Like, I was going to just say, too, like, I'm sure you have a lot of people that work around that school, I'm sorry, just go to that school in general. And it, it's I. It's really eye-opening when 
I mean, we see it on the news all the time, but of course, when it happens somewhere that you're not far from, it really just hits you in a different way. You're like, whoa, like my mom and my brother were actually going to be there today on on Wednesday. We're recording again. (laughs) Um, And I was just so happy to think about like, I'm glad they weren't there on Monday night when they were supposed to like, they were going to go on Wednesday, but had that happened tonight instead of on Monday, Oh my God, like it's my, my whole entire like stomach was just like turned upside down just watching the news. I was listening to like the police scanner the whole time and had the news pulled up on the, on the iPad, police scanner up on the phone and I was texting my associates and like, it was just, it was a lot. That's for sure. I couldn't even imagine what, like, I mean, me and Simon were already feeling so many emotions, um, sorry. Me and Simon were already feeling so many emotions. I could not imagine what it actually felt like to actually be there. It was definitely yeah, yeah. Definitely that that's for sure. No, my heart goes out to all those students that are out there and that are just terrified. I know a lot of um, people were talking about how um, another student had gone through another school shooting before. There were two. There was two. One yeah. Who, um, was in the Oxford shooting in yeah. Michigan, which was, I think, um, a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. I think. And then there was one in the Sandy Hook shooting. The Sandy Hook shooting, yeah. A little over 10 years ago. And it's just... Wow. Yeah. That's insane. I... I, To digest. I don't even want to fathom, but I... I uh, I also want to feel like... I I, want to be there to, like, (laughs) hurt with the other people that have to go through this just because it's just scary. The fact that you don't even know... You could go to a movie theater. You could go to school. You could go anywhere in the world and you would still have this problem. So, really, when it comes to this kind of stuff, guys protect each other the best you can you know look out for each other if you or someone you know um may have been around somebody or someone told you about someone they know that's just really just not right or they've talked about doing stuff like this take it seriously like overreact it's better to overreact than underreact and it's it's only going to get worse unfortunately in my opinion It, it doesn't seem to get any better throughout these years it, it seems like more and more and more and more and more of these oh sorry we're getting frequency problems um we're getting more and more and more of these school shooters are just coming out of the woodworks and obviously we don't know how to ca- we you don't know when it, until it happens right so um the best that we can really do in my opinion is just again really look out for each other um, if someone is not doing well mentally, look out for them. Ask them how they're doing, you know, because we all need it. I know I know we do. Not everyone can afford therapy. It doesn't cover everyone's insurance. <clears throat> Mine. So it's cool. I, I get it. Um, yeah, but our hearts go out to those families that were affected, um, especially the ones who did lose their lives, as well as the five other students who were injured, as well as the 40,000 plus students who had to experience that um, and live through that, as well as my four associates that I know were terrified. Um, our hearts definitely go out to you. We're definitely thinking about you guys still. Um, and let's hope let's hope something like that doesn't happen again. Yeah, for, definitely. I mean, I'm sure it's bound to happen, but definitely not for hopefully a long time. Hopefully a long time. Um, of course, there's no real way to transition from this, but... Um, respectfully, we're going to get into our stories for today. So today's stories that we'll be talking about are ghost stories of New Orleans. Oh! I always wanted to go. My friend went recently. She really? Said, a lot of fun, yeah. My grandma's there right now. I'm <laughs> jealous. Grandma. Yeah, so I guess... I'm living it up. I know. February 21st, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the first day of Mardi Gras. But I think that it kind of goes on all month. I didn't realize it was so early mm-hmm. in the year. Yeah, it happens in February. So, um, and which was another good reason to me was just like, oh, this is really good to just kind of start this off, or kick it off with that. So, um, and I've always heard spooky ghost stories coming from New Orleans and all the different things that have happened there from ghosts of empires to murderers to everything and beyond. This is like super random, but is New Orleans like warm right now? 
Ooh, I don't know. Actually, like, I feel like that's every a good time question. I see like Mardi Gras, people are wearing like skimpy little yeah, outfits skimpy little outfits and, like, and stuff. It looks like it's hot. I'm like, I wonder what the oh yeah, it's 75 right now. What can we go oh, right now? Shit. <laughs> can we please get get there two hours and thirty minutes from Detroit? Oh no, that's a fucking oh. lie. Oh <laughs> no, that's, that's so a quick. Lie. Oh wait, it's a flight. Oh, it's only 150 dollars for Spirit for China. If we're trying, hey, what y'all think now? They're like, don't do it. Five hundred. Hey, okay, there you go. That that sounds more right. Yeah, maybe for a hundred, we'll risk it. We will eventually take our little cute trip to New Orleans, but until then, um, we'll be saving on Beyonce tickets, so it's okay. Well, at least I will. Um, (laughs) So for my Mustang. Ooh, okay. Didn't know that. You better get that Mustang, girl. No, I have the Mustang. Oh, you do, don't you? Yeah. I'm thinking in my head, like, like, like a new Mustang, like a new, brand new, like 2023 shit or I something. No, I no your Mustang is cu- cute as hell. It's about to be finished. Let me tell you, Brie has like five cars. I'm like, girl. I, my family has a lot of cars. I have two though. It's a little unnecessary, but it's for good reason. And I <laughs> love my little project car. And she's almost done. And I'm so excited to drive her in the summertime. Ooh, we out here with the roof on. Hey, y'all, what's going on? Love. No. Um. So sorry, guys. A little off topic, but yeah. So that kind of ties us back all in with the yeah, New Orleans love. topic, right? No. Totally kidding. The story initially began in 1831. A man by the name of Edward Dufelsat, which, what a name. That's, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Dufelsat. Dufelsat. Shout out to the Dufelsat. If you have listeners and your name is Dufelsat, hit us up. <laughs> so, Edward Dufelsat had sold his unfinished home to a couple, Dr. Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalari, what a name, and his wife, Delphine Lalari. But what this story is really about is his wife, Marie Delphine Lalari, who some may also recognize because she had been adopted, uh, sorry, adopted, adapted into a character on season three of American Horror Story Coven, portrayed by Miss Kathy Bates. Oh, we love Kathy Bates. Hey, Kathy. <laughs> One of my favorite seasons, I have to say. Yeah, that was a good season. Go watch that season. I rewatched it recently. Listen to this episode and then watch that season. Yeah, or rewatch it if you've already Or rewatch it. it until our next episode. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> 31 years before Delphine moved into this house with her then-husband, Leonard, she was married to a high-ranked Spanish royal officer named Don Raymond. Though, mysteriously, just days before the birth of their daughter, Raymond rudely just dies for unknown reasons while the three have been traveling to Madrid. Weird. Eight years later, in June of 1808, at age 21, now keep in mind, the, the, the girl was 13 before... <laughs> So now we're at age 21. Delphine marries her second husband, Jean Blanc, who she has four children with in New Orleans. Now, she and her family were from New Orleans, but I do believe that her family had for a good time went to France and her family did have a chunk of change. Um, She was already a high, you know, scoring woman who everyone loved everyone was just so she was just high profile she's a whole she was a whole profile miss girl and okay yeah. she could have had it all but wait to the story she's gets to its asshole dreadful peak i know literally <laughs> so like i said um both her husbands at this point have mysteriously died this brings us to 1825, when Delphine then marries physician Leonard Lowry, and the two uh, eventually finished her home in 1832 into what we now know today. Now, Leonard and Delphine moved in with only two of Delphine's daughters. I'm not sure what happened to the other children, but I think they just lived with their other family members while Delphine moved on and just kept living her life, because, you know... That's what you do out here. Not to say her daughters were exactly treated well either, but they did live there. Either way, everything was just perfect for the family moving into their new home. And again, the mansion is a very beautiful main mansion. But the only thing to consider is that the home had uh, a slave quarter. So, 
y aquí. Which I guess at the time wasn't that weird or shocking. Not weird like or shocking, but yucky. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yucky. Yeah. Now, to the community, Delphine was a well-maintained socialite for, of the community. Everyone knew who she was. During public appearances and social events, she was especially polite to enslaved black workers that would just she would just come across. And all around, she just wore a smile on her face. Only behind Delphine's facade was a brutal murderous bigot. Two years had passed by now, so we're in 1834. And as far as residents in the area knew, Delphine and Leonard had decided to separate and Delphine had been living in the Lillari mansion with the family's enslaved servants and her children. People were also already starting to get skeptical of Delphine and what she may have been up to in her home because a lot of her own enslaved workers had been disappearing or just never coming out of the mansion like they once used to. In one instance, Delphine's neighbors reported seeing an eight-year-old black little girl falling to her death from the roof of the Lalari home. Uh, I know. Oh <laughs> really, gosh, really tragic. Tragic. Eventually, an investigation on this was conducted, but the only outcome to come of this was Delphine having to forfeit nine of her enslaved workers. Boo fucking who. After this, Delphine lost a lot of credibility because, you know, back then, for these people, the idea of having enslaved workers was a privilege, and it would have been wrong to inflict harm on them, as if enslaving them was any better. Unfortunately, many shrugged this incident off as a mental break or a freak accident, and resumed seeing Delphine as the heroic woman for sustaining a household all by herself. After all, she had once even freed two slaves and had shown everyone how well-mannered and soft-spoken she was. So, right? (laughs) Should have been the best. I'm just kidding. That's wrong. But the rumors soon all became reality when one night, on April 10th, 1834, a fire ensued at the Lalari Mansion. Not long after the fire marshals and the police had arrived, they break down the door into the manor and dart into the kitchen to extinguish the fire where the fire was coming from, when they realize that Delphine's cook was chained to the stove by her ankles. She later told officials that she was the one to set the fire as a suicide attempt to be free from all the terrible torture that had been inflicted on her. And at the scene, she told marshals that there had been more slaves in the attic trapped. When officials finally controlled the fire, they were able to get upstairs to then knock down the door to the attic to find a very, very, very gruesome scene. A scene no one has to even imagine. According to an article from the New Orleans Bee that was released the day after this incident on April 11th of 1834, Quote, upon entering one of the apartments, the most appalling spectacle met their eyes. Seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, were seen suspended by the neck, with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity to another. These slaves were the property of a demon in the shape of a woman. They had been confined by her for several months, and the situation from which they had thus provincially had been rescued and had been merely kept in existence to prolong their suffering and to make them taste all that the most refined cruelty could affect. I said that so badly, but okay. (laughs) Well, moving on, many of the other enslaved workers were found with broken bones. Some were found with their eyes literally like just ripped out of their heads. And some were completely battered to a pulp. Oh, and come to later find out the little enslaved girl that died prior to this discovery discovery was simply brushing Delphine's hair when a little girl had got the brush stuck on a knot in her hair. Apparently, this really pissed off Delphine, so she grabbed a whip and terrified the little girl, so the little girl had ran to escape, and Delphine chased the little girl to the top of the home where the girl had then fallen, or fallen, quote-unquote, off the building to her death. What is infuriating in addition to this was that Delphine was inspected for this incident, like I had said before. She had hired relatives and her friends to buy these enslaved workers back and snuck them back into the mansion. That's some true, t- like, 
terrible shit. It's just, uh, and like, I, I get it because of the time. You have to think like what was okay, what wasn't, blah, 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 blah. But either way, like you chased a little girl to her death and then you tried to cover it up and then you get punished for it. But then you just chose to just manipulate it anyways. This bitch, this bitch. She's, I can't even think of words to describe her, but she's definitely a fucked up lady. She's a fucked up lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the big racist fucked up lady. Oh, yeah. Once again, yeah, without for a the doubt. Time, like, for the time being that there were enslaved peoples, that's a whole different dragon yeah. to slay. But, but just, the fact that she tortured, killed, and mutilated innocent yeah. people. That's really fucked up. Like, at least some slave owners weren't, like, fucking murdering. No. And I'm slaves. pretty sure it was illegal at the time. You don't just kill people. Yeah, you don't just... First yeah. of all, you don't you don't enslave people. No, but yeah. second of all, <laughs> you don't kill people. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. So, mobs that broke out in search of Delphine for the torturing and murdering of her enslaved workers. But by the time the fire had broken out, Delphine and her daughter had already fled. What happened next was not well documented. It's believed that Delphine had help from her separate spouse, her separated spouse Leonard, to flee because witnesses claimed to have seen him at the house the same day of the fire. Ooh, some big tea there. Wow. He was unable to be located afterwards, which is another kind of, you know, add on to that. So it's just kind of shady. Yeah, yeah. Big red flag. Allegedly, Delphine had taken her and her children overseas back to France, where Delphine and her parents and siblings were raised. Townspeople years after in New Orleans suggested that Delphine may have been bold enough to secretly return back to New Orleans because all the reports, or enough reports, had suggested seeing a woman that looked a lot like Delphine. And others suggested that shortly after Moving, Delphine had died from a boar hunting accident after a Jane Doe was found with Delphine's subscription, description. So those are two maybe plausible things that could have happened to Delphine. We don't know. It's still a mystery to this day. Though this is not the end of the story quite yet because over 200 years, many deem the Lalari Mansion to be one of the most haunted in New Orleans. Now I'm backtracking a little bit, but in I guess just like to clear up confusion and stuff too, the American Horror Story like story yeah. I guess is that she was like buried alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well but that could have been it too. Who knows? In but that... reality, we're it's like not confirmed. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, like, that it's not confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, she has no grave that no one knows of. Obviously, she's not alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, spoiler alert, she's dead. But um, there is some spec. Uh, there's others, I would say, I guess, that say that she may have possibly have been like buried alive by people that knew what she did, or she may have been um just lived out her life and just died of old age. So there's so many different just and everyone around that time were saying that they saw her. They saw someone that looked like her because she was pretty well known after even that. Like she got even more well known because of the fact that she did this. And so it kind of spread throughout the papers of throughout, you know, the entire country. And eventually people just kind of gave up and they're just kind of like, well, I don't know what to do about that. She's gone, unfortunately. That's so fucked. I know. It really is. Um, but like I said, that's not the end of it yet because we have ghost stories for you. Spooky. <laughs> well, long be- uh, long after being under the ownership of the Lowry's mansion, it was renovated into a integrated girl- school for girls. Which now makes sense considering American Horror Story, <laughs> which if you guys know, the witches are in a school for girls. Um, so it was then a conservatory of music. And after that, it eventually then became a home for the homeless. The interesting part is many never seem to stay or own the mansion for very long. This is probably because of all the bad juju surrounding the home from its dark past. So don't blame them for thinking that. But kind of like the Cecil Hotel, if you think about it. 
Kind of like that a little bit. I don't know. I've seen similarities. Dark past. Dark past. People died. Morda. Uh, Laura Lee's got him beat though with the torture. Oh, she does. This bitch. Just some examples of how about the aura around this house is. One owner that bought the house ended up being admitted into the asylum after buying the house. And that was just a year after buying it. Another owner had fell into a coma after buying the property. And get this. One of its previous owners was a famous actor. He was Nicolas Cage. Right. Be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he had bought the uh, mansion in 2007 for $3.4 million. According to wanderingcrystal.com, he spent only one night in the house and was too afraid to sleep at the house thereafter because the entire night while trying to sleep, he kept hearing the sounds of people having a conversation in the hallways after knowing he had been the only one in the house. He still wanted to keep it, but for the fear factor of it all, um, decided to just have it as just a notable you know, thing to have. But not long after... He had claimed bankruptcy and the house foreclosed. So those are literally three different owners that just had weird occurrences with this house while owning them. Now, guests that stayed at the time uh, the mansion had been renovated as a hotel have reported of hearing shrieks and moans at any time of day. Three different witnesses have reported smelling burning flesh or hearing dragging on chains. I couldn't not imagine hearing or smelling flesh. I don't know how that smells. I don't want to know. Say, the smelling of the flesh would do me more than the dragging, dragging of, of the chains. chains. Both oh. equally terrifying, but I feel like if I just randomly started smelling burning flesh, which I've never actually smelled. But I feel like heard, you would know when you smell it. But heard it's disgusting. Oh. Um, I feel like <laughs> I would not be okay. Yeah. No. Gosh. I'm like... Not me trying to envision it. Okay, so as for sightings, more recently, tour guides of the mansion consistently report of seeing an apparition of a tall black man slowly walking around through the mansion's corridor, dragging what sounds like heavy chains, which is just really sad. Many other report of seeing a white woman in a period dress with glaring eyes staring at them around the house, which to me is just equally as terrifying Oh, it reminds me of um, Hereditary when the grandma in the beginning is just like staring at the mom and she's supposed to be, you know, dead. (laughs) Actually, no, I don't think I ever watched Hereditary. What? Sorry. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Well, if you guys have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's streaming on uh, HBO, I think. (laughs) Anyway, not an ad. Um, (laughs) Moving on. Ironically, back when the mansion was an all-girls school, many students, specifically black students, complained of being encountered by a woman that assaulted them. They explained that she'd yanked their arms, and someone actually have scratches and bruises up and down their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if you say it, if you ask me, sounds like homegirl Alari. Don't know. But... I don't know. That's weird because everyone said that, you know, she fled, but people are saying that she's, they see a white apparition of a woman just mad. So in addition, in 1894, when the house was converted into apartments, a tenant that lived in the home had been mysteriously slaughtered in his room. And yes, I did say mysteriously slaughtered in his room. Bitch. Mysterious. Who the fuck gets mysteriously slaughtered, slaughtered in the room? Maybe yeah, mysteriously killed, but slaughtered. Slaughtered. Police assumed that it was a robbery that had gone wrong, but nothing had been missing from his room after you know long investigation, and they never caught the person that did this. Even creepier, after the tenant's death, there had been tons of unexplainable phenomena coming from the room. And one last one. More recently, one spring during a ghost tour, onlookers were passing by the Lalari mansion and swore they had seen the silhouette or someone standing on the roof of the house and then just vanished. This is thought to be the little girl that had once jumped to her death, which is, again, heartbreaking. heartbreaking. But that is where I'll leave you for my story. 
<laughs> that one was definitely a very tragic story. Yeah. Carly's <laughs> a really fucked up gal. Yeah. You know, that's interesting, too, because... I need, I feel like I need to word this in a certain way so it's not like a, a stereotypical like, yeah, gender yeah, yeah. thing. But like, normally men... It's normally men. That yeah, like right? Serial killers. or I mean, obviously, we have seen our fair share of a couple women killers. Yeah, over, over to time. to that caliber, that's like typically... To that torture caliber. Man. To rip the eyes out of the enslaved African-American people that you had just decided to just keep for yourself, you just decide to torture them, take their eyes out, which who thinks of that? And then you just decide to mutilate them. Like, oh, like, oh. No, it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely interesting that it was a lady that was doing it. It is interesting. One thing I never understood about um, the whole LaLaurie story is that she grew up with a nice family. And And I think there were a lot of, like, obviously, like, there were a lot of, strange shit around that family going on and stuff like that but nothing to that extent like there wasn't nothing there was no reports of like you know she had family members who did similar stuff she did i think have um an interesting marriage history and that's the weird too that her husband's kind of just mysteriously died yeah that is suspicious too which is like girl what you do Delphine. Uh, girl, we know it's you. Don't we know worry. it's you. <laughs> but yeah, that is weird. It is Definitely strange. Like an interesting, I guess, little add to the fact, especially because we're talking 1800s and we're talking like very prim, proper, ladylike, like, like, yeah. Very, like, and it's weird too because, like, like I said, women know rights. <laughs> yeah, women, right. Like, right. We're talking like a lot of that. So it's kind of interesting that she was, she was so that bold murderous, to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But you guys can go to that house. Check it out. The Laurie house. It is, um, I believe today, a wax. I think it's more of like a wax museum, if I'm not mistaken. So it's kind of like a pretty much a house that you can still go to. The house did um, burn um, when it had burnt that night, but they had reconstructed a lot of it. So I didn't really even say that. Um, and on top of that, um, there are still people to this day that see a lot of shit going on in the house. And I can only imagine there are a lot of mad black people going ham in that house. Cause I know oh, I would. Sure. Oof. Um, as Oof. far as I know, it is like a museum tour. Yeah. Thing. You can go into the attic yeah. still, I think. So. Yeah, that's fucked. Uh. <laughs> I'd be interested, but it would definitely be a weird. Like, yeah. Aura. It would be a weird aura. I think one of those, um, it's one of those, and I think we're going to cover some stories later on, but it's one of those stories that are like, it's weird that people are fascinated enough to go to a place where people have been tortured and, you know, just killed and murdered in just the most horrendous ways. But it's also interesting because... I don't know, like, I, if you're asking me, like, I would be curious enough to go and see what the, what it's about. Yeah. But then again, I don't know, I feel biased because <clears throat> I report on this stuff all the, all the time. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. But it would be interesting. It would be yeah, interesting to check that out. interesting, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, so moving on to an equally as fuck story. <laughs> um, the Griffin House... So, this story starts in 1852 when a man by the name of Adam Griffin or Archie Griffin had just built his home on 1447 Constance Street in New Orleans. Um, So, the sources did mention different names for Mr. Mm -hmm. Griffin. There was either Adam or Archie, so... Makes sense. That's an old dude. Um, (laughs) So, we're not sure, but one of of the same guy, two names. Um... Only months after finishing the home, Griffin did flee and abandon the home before the federal army made its way into New Orleans. Imagine having to abandon your house you just built. Yeah, that sucks. Oh. (laughs) I'd be, like, pissed. I'd be really pissed. I'd be like, what the hell? (laughs) I ain't leaving. No, literally, though. 
The year is now 1862, and New Orleans had been under siege. So at this point, Union troops had been choosing large estates to house themselves and their supplies in, and the Griffin home would be one of the homes that they ended up using. I mean, it does sound like it's a brand new, like, big home. That's, I I guess, thinking back to that time um, of war, troops were just knocking down homes and just living with whoever they wanted to. Yeah, it was like, um, isn't that like an amendment right, too? Mm-hmm. That they could just, like, come into your house at any time? Yeah. Be like, my home. <laughs> yeah. Home. I need to set up shop Hey, here. there's war coming on over yeah. here. We're gonna, and your we're house gonna set up perfect. some shop. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, so the first group soldiers had come to occupy the house, and just within the first night, soldiers had been bothered by hearing groans and the sound of chains coming from the third floor or the attic. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the soldiers had gone up to check the next day, like the Lorry home, they discovered multiple enslaved workers that had been shackled to the walls, many of which had been starved and some had already passed away. Ugh. The enslaved servants were... Wait, were you going to say something? No. The enslaved servants were in such dire condition that many of them were plagued by maggots that had infested their wounds. That's bad. That's really bad. When maggots grow, that means, like, the wound was really bad and untreated for a long time. It's dead, dead. Yeah. dead, dead. That's dead. Yeah. Ew. I want to throw up now. Yeah, that's gross. Take me home. No. No, thank you. (laughs) The good thing um, about those that were still alive is that they were moved to a hospital to be cared for. Good. And shortly after that, the home did end up becoming a shelter to both the soldiers and prisoners of war. Okay. So it had already been, basically, and when they discovered that, they got them out, went back. (laughs) I wonder if they put them, like... Because I know they didn't sleep in the same place. So I'm like, where would you... I think, where would you have put soldier... I mean, your prisoners if you're living in the same house to where they can't escape? Like, maybe, maybe. the basement? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I know that's a thing. Like, they would get their captors and they would, like, you know, lock them somewhere. But, you know Maybe what? they put them in the attic. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably Let right. Let them suffer, right? You're talking about the prisoners? Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, actually, we know the story. We know the story, so that's... I answer my own question. I'm so dumb. Yeah. Okay, okay. never mind. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Shortly after, some of the Union shoulders... Shoulders? <laughs> Shortly after, some of the Union soldiers had caught their first prisoners. They found two Confederate soldiers attempting to flee and abandoned their jobs dressed in Union uniforms, roaming the streets, caught stealing goods from other soldiers, which at the time was a crime punishable by death. The two men were then brought to the Griffin House to await their further punishment. The entire time they were locked away, they tried convincing the Union soldiers that they were good men. They were like, please don't kill me. Oh, I would too. Like, I'm hey, sure I, would too. Like, I can do whatever you want. Hey, babe, what do you want? Please don't <laughs> kill me. Um, they even attempted convincing the soldiers they even knew a familiar song they'd all know called John Brown's Body. They did convince some of the soldiers that sentencing them to death may have been a little too barbaric. Some of the Union soldiers became sympathetic, even offering the whiskey and other luxuries that were on hand. Oh, that'd be me. I'd be, be like, nice. you want some whiskey? Be you want like, to get drunk with me? I guess we won't kill you, but like, do I get I drunk? I guess I won't kill you. But you want to get drunk? If I could say that to my enemies. <laughs> Though, unfortunately, the two men found out that there would be no leniency in their sentencing. They ended up convincing their guard to smuggle in two pistols so that they may kill themselves before Ooh. their sentence was passed. Not good. Fair enough. I mean, I, I feel yeah. like I'd want to die at my own hands then. If yeah, honestly, killed, you know? I feel that. I feel um, that. So the two had sat across from each other on their beds. They faced one another and both let off a fire, instantly killing the two. Um, this suicide was so gruesome that soldiers saw their blood seeping through the floorboards and down into the wall of the room, one floor Holy below. Holy shit! Wow, that's a lot of blood. Um, When the war eventually ended, the Griffin home really started to see several different owners, 
But again, like the Laura Lee Mansion, not many owners or workers stuck around for a very long time. Makes sense. A couple different owners had reported seeing two drunken soldiers, both holding bottles of whiskey as they hummed John Brown's body. That's creepy. That's specific. That's like equally creepy, but also just imagine seeing two ghosts coming at you with some whiskey. Like, like drunk as fuck. I'm like, you want to have pregame after you be pregame? I need to leave because you are a ghost. (laughs) Now I'd be like, can I get a sit? Can I get a sit? (laughs) Um, There have also been reports having heard the sound of marching boots that accompany the sounds of singing and humming of the same melody. Yeah, that I, I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah, the humming, the singing. Yeah, I'm uh, done. We can't do that. Um, in the early 1900s, the house was used as a perfume bottling company and then as a union hiring hall. That's so fun. Perfume bottling company? I'd want to do that. Honestly, I could see that. My brand on it would be like Kindle Cosmetics. Or not Kindle Cosmetics. Kindle Parfume. There you go. There you the go. Kardashians going comfy. And I'm like, <laughs> They're like, excuse me, what? TM? Don't come for me, Kim. I mean, sorry, Kylie or Kendall <laughs> All or of them. any of you. Uh, this owner often would work rebuilding air conditioners, but soon had disappeared from the home without a trace. That's creepy. Oh, where'd he go? Yeah, for real. Where the fuck man's go? Prior to this occurrence, the owner would often write to his family reporting of often hearing screams, groaning, and clanging chains coming from the attic. Many that passed by the home at the time had also reported seeing the two drunken soldiers staring out of the second floor window directly at them. Oh, love. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'd be looking like, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm going to keep walking. Mind my business. <laughs> my business. <laughs> um, but actually, the most paranormal activity that the house ever saw was reported in 1936. Ooh. So the first two investors bought the home. They reported getting pelted with a concrete block thrown from the second floor as the owner stood at the end of the stairs. Assuming someone was in the home, they checked everywhere but found no one there and all the windows and doors had been completely locked. Um, but what's also odd about this and about the home was that it wasn't even made of concrete. So where did the concrete block come oh, from? Oh, shit, sister. No, where are you getting these? Don't throw bricks at me like the hell. What the fuck? I'm trying to think. If I was a ghost, would I pelt people with bricks? Probably not bricks. Maybe like... I'd probably be a nicer ghost, honestly. I would, too. I'd probably like mind my business, like move some shit from time to time. Yeah, I'd probably play with them a little bit. Yeah. If I want to pelt them with fucking... I'd be like the type of ghost... Uh, well these ghosts are angry so yeah. fair enough but i'd probably be the type of ghost that would just like be the kind where when someone moves in they'd be like yeah we have a ghost we named her uh stacy stacy i like that <laughs> she name she just like fucks with our stuff sometimes <laughs> but like she's really chill she's, she's chill. really chill so like don't worry do about nothing. her she like might like hide your shit but like it's okay you'll be fine oh my god <laughs> when i was researching um uh my topic i <laughs> I honestly was thinking about like how old some of these houses Aww. that we live in are and like how weird it would be if like I don't know like that phenomena like living with a ghost like I'd be sleeping. unless it was a cool ghost <laughs> no. like Stacy no <laughs> like, that's just Stacy <laughs> that's just Stacy say no. hi to Stacy I'm good um, so eventually these investors had ended up using the Griffin house as a small lamp factory. So many of the employees had also made reports of doors that open on their own, then following the sound of marching through the house. Some workers also reported seeing and hearing drunken soldiers as well as seeing blood seeping through the ceiling and walls of a second story room. That's some shining shit. Uh, so these drunken sh- soldiers are definitely making their presence more known. More than known than less. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds like it. I was gonna say that does sound like some horror movie shit. Seeing blood seep through walls, but like in that moment, like what, what do you even do? You do? do? I'd be yeah. running out of the house, calling the police. Oh, there's blood seeping no, through my wall. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not bold enough to go upstairs to see what it is. No. Hell no. I'm not gonna look. <laughs> But you can best believe I'm leaving. Something, I'd still be calling the cops. Yeah. Like hell no, I'd be grabbing. That's probably what happened to the missing guy that just disappeared. He dips. Yeah. Like fuck this shit. (laughs) He said fuck this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grabbing blue and bunny and I'm 
Out of this bitch. No, we taking the babies and leaving. Out of this bitch. Um, so a few years later, the home was eventually converted into a boarding house because no one else wanted to invest in the house. Don't for blame them. a pretty them. long time. Um, it's kind of crazy, to the side note, that this house was turned into so many random things. Especially being a home. It was turned into, yeah. like, a factory a lot. That is, is weird. Like, random for it being a house. I wonder if that was a thing. Because it seems like, um, back then, they were really good about re-renovating things and, like, small homes into things. Yeah. And, like, into, stuff like, like that. Factories. Yeah. Like, they turned a house into a I want to see how that factory. looks, but that, I don't. Like, I don't want to see this house like that, but I want to see that. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like some places in Detroit are kind of like that. I could see that. Yeah. I could yeah. definitely see that. Um, so... One of the first tenants in this boarding house was a widow, and she had rented out a room on the second level. Well, one day, (laughs) while sewing near the window, she looked down to see a drop of blood on her arm. Assuming that she had just nicked herself, she just, you know, wiped it away, went on with her day. Uh, But after several minutes had passed, more blood started dripping onto her hand. At that point, she looked up and realized that the blood was seeping through the motherfucking ceiling. Oh. She was so horrified, <laughs> according to the owners, that she left the home and never came back. Not even for her Oh, bitch. Blood, blood. I don't flame sis. So this I... bitch up and left. <laughs> she loved that shit. She said, I am not bringing any of my shit. It's got bad juju. I'm zipping. That is the POV of what I would do. It basically, yeah. Like, I'm leaving and I'm never coming That back. is an outline of what I would do in that situation. What in the literal fuck? <laughs> um... On our last note of the Griffin House, the scene is the late 1970s and the area had become really overrun by drug addicts and transients at this point. Um, The Griffin House would also be overrun, but crazy enough, even the addicts and transients felt an eerie presence and decided to not stay in the home. I'm sorry. If the drug (laughs) addicts are staying in there, neither am I. (laughs) Oh, Oh my god. Hell no. Yeah, no, we good on that. I'm not even looking at the house. No. I'm not even breathing in the no. air that the house is uh, breathing. I ain't even walking I, across on the sidewalk. I'm bitch. not even no, I'm not even looking at pictures. No, I have. But oh <laughs> no, bad shoes you everywhere. Some insisted that the house was overrun with spirits and kept saying they had seen two men in some kind of police uniform singing old-timey songs. Yeah. So the two no drunk thanks. guys that killed themselves. Are you just me? drunk as a ghost at that point? I like, love that. Good for them. <laughs> like, can I go that way? <laughs> can I do that? Do I? <laughs> it's gonna make it more interesting. Oh, can I please... Go that way. Like I want to be a drunk ghost. That like how fun would that be? Fun. What are you just drunk all the time? Uh, fuck that shit. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> um, so for years to come, the house remained abandoned until uh, about 2004, when an owner bought and renovated the decaying home. Um, though in a 2017 interview about the home, the owner had claimed witnessing no drunken sailor songs, no blood dripping from the ceilings. Although he did add that guests that stay in the converted attic don't stay too long. What the fuck you do? Turn it into an Airbnb? Yeah. I, I, it is, actually. Yeah. Deadass. You can go stay there. <laughs> I said that as a joke. What the fuck? It is. I, I, actually, I just looked that up, and yeah, it actually is a place you can stay. So if you guys want to go... If you guys want to actively go... Let me look up how much it is a night. Looks really nice. Wait, I want to see pictures. I want to figure out how much it is Ooh. a night. That's like really nice. That does not look scary. Uh, honestly, I'm not saying this still like at night, but I'll go during the day. Like That's really cute. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh my god, is this the attic? Ew! I hate it. I hate it. It, like, doesn't look scary at it all. It doesn't but look like scary, knowing, but knowing what happened, yeah, that's it's definitely terrifying. Eerie, that's sure. Oh shit, look at their backyard. They have a pool and everything. Oh my god. Period! Okay, oh haunted house. Oh my god, house. the price of it is a million dollars. 1.3 million. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. 
are they selling it like right now? Maybe it's selling it and not they're not renting it to people. So maybe that's what it is. It's not Airbnb, but it's a um like a place you can like rent buy, buy or something. Well it says the page you're looking for cannot be found. So maybe it oh. was sold. Maybe it was sold. Hmm. I don't know when this article was written. That's interesting. I wanna see how much it is at night, man. How, how can we stay? I bet if we email them, they'd be like, "Yeah, come on, let's go. Let's take a trip to a haunted house with drunk ghosts. What could be better?" Yeah, I don't know. I can't find anything about staying in it, like an Airbnb. But I wanted to know how much it would be a night. But I want to know too. Its market price is listed at basically one point three million dollars, which is a lot. Of money. Oh, oh shit. It's a lot. It's like wow. kind of nice on the outside too. Yeah, we'll post pictures on our Instagram Just at WTLGO podcast. I'll say it again in five minutes, so it's fine. But um, yeah, that is. I can't find anything. We can't. No, it's okay. We're we're gonna. I'm interested though, so we're definitely. I, if I do find something, I'll let you guys know because I'm interested. If you guys find something, let us know because that sounds spooky shit. That yeah, sounds really know. spooky. So. Um, but yeah, that is our episode 24. Holy shit. We're at 24 episodes. Oh, we're coming up on the dirty 30. The dirty 30. We officially surpassed my age now. So that's crazy. And, um, it's cool though. Cause we're thriving. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Well, with that, we appreciate you guys listening to our episodes. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week. And we appreciate you guys spreading the word. If you haven't, you should do that. You should. We appreciate it so much. Thank yes, you. <laughs> and, oh, one note. I just, I noticed, noticed on Spotify, we have a, out of, so far we had 10 reviews on Spotify. We have a 4.6 or 7, which is not bad. So. Period. Look at us go. I'm so proud of us for that little tidbit. But yeah, thank you guys again for all of your support. We really appreciate it. This show is a lot of work, but you know what? Again, it's all worth it because we have our fans here. Or fans. We have our listeners here. So Love. <laughs> and with that, make sure to follow us on Instagram at WTLGO Podcast. You can also find us on TikTok at WTLGO Podcast. You can go onto YouTube if you choose to look up some of our episodes there if you so heavily choose to look at that. Or maybe someone else was like, I don't listen on streaming services. I want to listen on YouTube. You can go on YouTube too and listen to us at When the Light Goes Out podcast. And with that, um, we appreciate you guys listening and we love you. And with that, we will see you next when the lights goes out. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.